I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Um, I'm Hannah Norris. I'm your host. And I'm here with my husband. Carl Donnelly, co-host, husband, father-to-be. Yep, that's who he is. And um, we are here, this is episode 23 of the Keith Cheggers podcast, which is quite a lot of times to have recorded. Loads of times, isn't isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, over the last 23 weeks. Yeah, because I'm currently at week 28 of my pregnancy. And that's what this podcast is about. We're looking at pregnancy because when we found out we were having a baby 22 weeks ago no more than that something like that a few months ago (laughs) (laughs) we realized that we didn't really know anything about pregnancy so for the last um 23 weeks we've been talking to people and finding out stuff and it's been very useful for us and charting your course yeah charting my pregnancy yeah um it's been yeah it's been really useful and interesting for us and i hope for those of you who are listening at home you've been enjoying it and finding it interesting and useful too. Yes. Um, uh, some friends I've spoken to who have been pregnant um, and have kids or whatever are enjoying listening to it, mainly to laugh at us. Well, yeah, I think they're, they're enjoying <laughs> the naivety. I think yeah. that we are like, oh, it's, it's great, isn't it? It's going to be so so fun having a kid. I'm, I've read all my books and I'm going to be yeah. such a great dad. It's going to be so easy. Just going to breastfeed and then we'll just go for walks and sleeps. Yeah, and, and they're going to be like French kids and not throw food around. Yeah. I know we're obviously setting ourselves up for the biggest fall of, of possible. But I also think there's something in being calm about it. Not being too anxious. Like, I don't yeah. think we're being anxious about what's to come. We might be hit with things that make us anxious and that we don't know how to deal with. Of course. But I think, you know, particularly like still for me with birth, I'm still feeling quite excited about it. Yeah. I mean, that is madness. <laughs> but after hearing some of the stories we've heard. Yeah. Even hearing all our stories, like I'm not freaked out. They're not, they're not, I mean, I guess as well in my acting, I've always liked really horrific that plays true, and yes. really dramatic and dark. Yeah. I really love it when something's really fucked up. Yeah, I think you will. Yeah, <laughs> if anything, if it goes too smoothly, you'll probably be a bit annoyed with yourself. <laughs> I feel like I missed out <laughs> on this, on this, on this proof of womanhood. Like this, this, um, yeah, this badge, brownie badge, I need to get. I'm going through it, but we still got a few weeks till that. But it's it's not long. It's just over eleven weeks now. Yeah, till the due date. But that's also, really counting down. Yeah, isn't it? but I mean, I I think. You know, we're we're also both quite calm sorts of people. Yeah. You know, I think considering what's been going on in the last few weeks, mm. we've we've not coronavirus guys. It's corona, yeah, I mean, we're it's right, corona time. Yeah, I mean, if, well, yeah, if you might if people like me might be listening <laughs> yeah. to this a year down the line, but when you're still at home, if you're who listening knows? to this up to date, we you know you're probably maybe we this will be like two weeks behind because when yeah. it gets released, but we're right in the midst of it i mean you should probably talk everyone through our last week yeah so we're, we're back in london now which we're back here i think four weeks uh, over four weeks before we were due to be coming back um which is because we were in australia where we recorded the last couple of episodes on lapel mics and we're yeah. very happy to be back I mean, with it's a nice, great to be back on these nice new mic n- n- not new microphones just home, microphones. home microphones um and there's all sorts of things about whether we were actually going to be able to leave the country or not. And we managed to get flights, but then they closed the borders in Singapore where we were supposed to be flying through. So we had to fly. Qantas um, changed and made the first ever direct flight from Darwin to London, which we were on. 17 hours. Mm-hmm. We were on the plane for 24 hours altogether because yeah, yeah. we went from Sydney to Darwin and had to stay on while they refuelled. Because the airport was too small to cope with that many people at yeah, one Yeah, they only had one fuel pump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, we were in an A380, which is the big 
the big old, big, massive planes that have been flying for 10 years, maybe. Yeah. Double-decker chunkers. And I had that fear. I was like, is the runway too short? Is it going to yeah. be like, is the plane going to be too heavy for the runway? Which obviously they've no. bought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also that, you know, I was chatting to a few friends on WhatsApp saying, oh, they've put us on this. Basically, they've created a route yeah. to try and get people back to Europe. Uh, and I said, yeah, they've got us on this one. It's direct flight from Darwin. We were, li- we were literally on the first ever yep. commercial one. The pilot laughed when he said it. Yeah, he said that he... He, he said, so um, we've never done this before. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm assuming they must have had a... No, I don't think they've Those pilots it. might not have, but surely there was a test run of... They have to test run the, the plane doing that route, surely. Well, I thought it was going to be a Dreamliner, which I'd heard about, which is the one that flies yes. from Perth to London or Sydney to London. And so I was... Yeah. Well, we had a row to ourselves. Yeah, we did. We did. You know, you you got us a nice little back row. Yeah, this is his little tip, guys. <laughs> if you're a couple and you're flying together and you can book your own seats, book a window and an aisle because they generally don't put someone in the middle seat. If, it, if it's not a totally sold out plane. Yes. Yeah. But, but there was all sorts of rumours around the airport that this was going to be totally sold out. But yes. We also... The check-in staff had told us that wasn't the case. And I think they'd done that for safety for the passengers. To give a bit of space. If they'd have imagined like a flight in the midst of like yeah. when every country was going into lockdown. Don't don't be near people, you know, to keep your social distance. I think it would have been uh, I don't think Qantas would want the press of people taking photos of a totally round yeah. flight. Yeah. So there was a lot of yeah, seat there was a lot of seats in between. Mm. And it was actually very, it was very easy flight. I feel like everyone surrendered to the reality of our situation. Like I thought there was going to be more anxiety on board. Yeah. Um, But it was, it was fine. But I, I did not believe we were actually going to make it to London until we landed. Absolutely. All that way. I kept thinking something was going to get cancelled, changed, diverted. When we were at Sydney, so we flew Melbourne to Sydney. Mm -hmm. At Sydney, I was convinced they were going to say, sorry, that we can't do that flight. Yeah. Got to Darwin, I thought we were going to get turned back. Every It felt like, because obviously for a week we'd had flights being changed and cancelled. and Yeah, so when we hit the runway in London, it was a relief. Yeah, Did we cla- there was clapping, wasn't there? There was clapping, yeah. yeah, there was clapping in Darwin, there was clapping in London. <laughs> it's quite nice. Normally, yeah. you know, I'm not a massive fan of the American sort of, hey, we landed, let's have a clap. But because of the fact this was a this was uncharted territory yeah and it did feel like they'd got us home yeah yeah i think really the, the clap was a relief and a, and a genuine yeah. thanks and we obviously had masks and i wore mine for the whole time actually i swapped masks halfway through i because you're only supposed to wear them for eight hours yeah, yeah, yeah. so i transferred onto a new mask um Carl didn't, Carl didn't wear his the whole time. I, yeah, so I had it on initially, oh, and then we got on a flight, and then and I looked around, I was like, right, there's enough space. I took it off. Because mm. uh, you were in the corner, really. I was in the corner, yeah. But then on the 17-hour one, first few times I'd put it back on to go to the toilet, and then once we got into the heart of it, and I was tired, and it was just dark, and I was like, oh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> Give um, me the corona. But also, because I was sitting on the aisle, I'm usually a window seat person, but for uh, pregnancy, I sat on the aisle so I could go for walks and go do wheeze. Oh, my God, and wash my hands so much that my hands were disgusting. <laughs> I looked, couldn't. They looked so old. I think, <laughs> like, actually, I don't even know, like really crackled and yeah. white. And like When you showed them to me, you went, <laughs> I look at my hands. I thought they're obviously not going to be as bad as you've made out. And even I was like, wow. I feel like I've still got a like rash. I, I think it's a permanent because obviously that was a time when you had to wash your hand like we had some antibacterial and stuff but using those toilets shared toilets like that's when you yes. your corona hand washing has to come into practice and because I was going lots for the walks and because I was because I'm pregnant um I was yeah I was doing a lot of hand washing yeah. um but yeah we, we made it back yes and we had made allowance like we'd when we did we on the last episode discuss how we'd started yeah. to sort of make contingency plans that if yeah. you were if you had to give birth there yeah oh that word. we would yeah we kind of got ourselves into the hospital system yeah. and the possibility of um, having an Aussie baby yes which she will be anyway half yeah do you think if she was born there she'd be full Aussie um, no no but maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, but we yeah we did we made it back. Um, an interesting thing is that the doctor in Melbourne wrote me a fit to fly note, um, which 
when you have to fly, the Qantas rules were if you're 28 weeks pregnant or more, you need a letter that proves you're fit to fly. Um, and I didn't need to show it. Yeah. But uh, she, she wrote me a letter that said I was fit to fly up until 36 weeks after, you know, talking to her about um, the appointments that we'd had and cervix and all that kind of gear. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't give me one of those letters over here no. when we were trying to fly out of the country because I'd been at the premature clinic. Yeah, yeah. They're like, just because you've been here, we can't say that you're fit to fly. So I didn't talk about it on here <laughs> oh, <laughs> until then. I didn't then. realize yeah, that. Yeah, no, because I was, if I talked about it, then people would know uh, that. You thought Qantas I'd, would I'd probably be go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> we do get a lot of listeners from the Qantas uh, admin staff. Yeah, the, the, maybe the police would come and get me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they over here they'd said I wasn't fit to fly. Yeah, or not or that they you couldn't. Weren't, they couldn't they, write me a letter. Yeah, for their own sort of probably yeah. legal ramifications. You know, they had to protect themselves. They they just didn't want to say you were definitely fine to fly. Yeah, which as well, I don't think. But we, a midwife told you that actually yeah. you're fine, and you know, just to sort of, she even recommended we won't say, uh, or should we probably? Is it? Are we going to dob someone in if we say this? No, I think it's okay. She Someone basically recommended to. just sort of keep it quiet. Don't you know, tell them you're pregnant because you're under. You don't have to tell them because you're under 28 weeks. Yeah, and because she she said that there was someone she knew who was 21 weeks pregnant, who told them at check in that she was pregnant, and they asked to see a letter yeah, even though yeah, she yeah. didn't wasn't required, and they didn't let her fly. Exactly. So she said, just keep your mouth. So shut. yeah, I was I was acting all normal. <laughs> <laughs> on the a, way out you had, yeah, a, had scarf, a scarf <laughs> yeah covering your belly on the way back though yeah you just, belly out you just owned it you had just you had your, you had your letter you didn't care yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, I was milking, milking it <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah so when we went over we didn't say anything but then we were fine coming back because I had my letter yes um, and on arrival like it's still a weird thing doing that long you know there were those thoughts about because it was two weeks that we were there for yeah so we'd done a massive long haul flight, been in the country for two weeks and then did a massive long haul flight back. Yeah, yeah. So it's those things going, oh, am I fit to fly? But I'm f- am I fit to fly that much in that short amount of time? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, will, yeah. will that prove to have any problems or anything like that? And when I did land, I remember, remember I had a little bit of pink discharge. Yeah. Do you remember that car? I remember you telling me. <laughs> and so I was, a bit sca- I was a bit scared. I was like, oh, no, is something, has something happened? Is something going to happen? But that was just one time going to the toilet and there was nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So that was a relief. Yes. Because if that, oh, the whole point of coming back, really the whole point of coming back was because this is where we wanted to have our baby. Yes. In London. And and in the NHS, in the service that we've been with the whole time through yeah. um, IVF and then throughout the whole pregnancy because, yeah, I feel really, like I feel like I understand the system here. I started learning more about the Australian system and they are different. Yeah. Like it sounds to me over there it's much more... Or I read in a book the other day as well, like in the UK, it's midwife care. Yes. So you, you, it's midwives who look after pregnant people and and attend the birth. In America, it's obstetricians, it's yeah. doctors. They don't. In some states, midwives are illegal. Really. In America. Because mm-hmm. oh, they believe it's like a old profession, like it's witch, witches. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read that bit. <laughs> yeah, you've added that bit in, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's how that's what would make sense to yes. me about it um and it felt definitely like in australia it was much more doctor oh, is it? led yeah uh, i don't know if someone any of my friends are they doctors do you have midwives i don't know anyone in australia but that was my sense of it because here it's it's all very midwif- midwifery midwif- lots of midwifery doulas. yeah not that many doulas no I looked in, I started thinking about the doula thing but i don't think i'm into i, I, I mooted it a couple of yeah. months ago and, you know, I know it's costly to a certain, you know, but it, <laughs> especially now, considering no one's got any money or work. But, um, yeah, it's, it, I like the idea of it. But, like, having chatted to people like Monique when she said, like, how she found it was nice having Josh. Josh being the it, best birth partner ever. Yeah, you know, I sort of now feel like, oh, I don't want a doula. I want to, I want to, I want to be the doula. Yeah. <laughs> doula Donnelly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but before, also before we left Australia, we had our 20, 28 week scan there, um, which we'd managed to just chuck forward a few days early. So we had it actually in week 27, but it was still officially the 28 week scan. And that's the first man I've had. Yeah. Um, I was a bit scan. perturbed when we walked in. It was like a 
um, yeah, probably man in his mid fifties. Yeah. Just dressed sort of just, you know, he looked a bit like a doctor, like a GP. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was a bit like, oh. And it was like, it, the, the room had carpet in it. Yeah. I remember thinking that, that it wasn't, not like a hospital room. No, it felt like an office. Yeah. <laughs> space. Yeah, an office space with a chair on it and yeah. an ultrasound equipment <laughs> and dim lighting. Um, but there was a couple of things from that. The scan was all good. Um, she's gone back from being average Janet to even more massive Janet. Massive Janet. Janet. <laughs> she's she's um... huge again. She's really <laughs> had a growth spurt. Yeah, she was 99th percentile yeah. now. Um, and the weight on my app at that stage. Oh, do you remember what? where are we at? Fruit and vegetable wise this week? Oh, gone back You're not going to have it's any coconut. Idea. Yeah. yeah, I do remember coconut. Thank you. Which we've had to decide is a coconut inside the green coconut yeah, shell. Yeah, otherwise it'd be smaller than coconut last week. is tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and on that, I did look up. You know how um, we got told you can look up little animals. There's different things in the apps. Yes. That in the app I've got, you can change it to being an animal or to being pastry. And what? Uh, They're both disgusting. I, I, like a few weeks ago, it was like a possum or something. Yeah. That just made me feel a bit gross. Thinking, I'd rather think yeah. about my baby as a butternut squash than a <laughs> cat. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> or a loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we were at his, uh, so, so on the app, it said that week, um, she should have been probably about 900 grams. Yeah. 1.4 kilos. Yeah. I reckon he might, <laughs> yeah, but then we know what happened before. I reckon he might be slightly over measuring, mm-hmm. you know, we've had three scans now. One, one went sort of big. 89%. Then another one came 76%. back down and, and that one said the last one probably over measured. You know, this one, this guy might have thought the last one undermeasured. I just think it's probably somewhere between those, like, sort of slightly above average and massive. I reckon <laughs> yeah. it's in that category. Yeah. So I reckon that's... Uh... And it was interesting because he, you know, in terms of fit to fly and things like that, he basically, like, obviously now she's viable. I think that's the word they yes. use, viable. And he said once a baby's over a kilogram, then that's kind of okay yeah that, that's something they can really work with and look after and kind of give a good shot of um, yeah, making yeah, yeah. it um so even though she's it's st- still um early in the pregnancy that because of her size yeah. if things were to happen and she was born prematurely that she'd have a a good chance yeah of- that was a night when he said that i was like that's not a thing i'd have thought they would say mm-hmm. but i actually found it very it was reassuring. Reassuring, definitely. I thought it was really good because I went away going, oh, that's, it just takes out a bit of that fear of, oh, what if it, yeah. what if she shows up early and it's all hard and, you know. Yeah. It was nice, I think, that he said that. And um, he also measured my cervix, which was at its, you know, classic old 2.5. <laughs> it's really leveled out. Yeah, it? yeah. And so I'm still on the progesterone and he he suggested more that that was kind of an average Australian length yeah. cervix. <laughs> uh, yeah, he basically said, you know, he goes, you're not worried. He goes, if it's 2.5, you're absolutely yeah. fine. He was very calm about it. Yeah. So again, it's probably, like, the last person was probably a little bit overcautious. Yeah. And it just shows, again, all it takes is the wording and the tone of voice. Yeah. And suddenly something that isn't an issue mate, just gets in the back of your mind. It's like, is that a thing? Because it is. It's the exact same information. But totally. just because he was like, up. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, cool. You could see it, he was not in any way concerned. Yeah. And interesting with the scan is that he um, put it all on a USB. So we've got the yeah. scan, which I don't know where it is. The right video now. of yeah. it. That you can watch it. So, so I, when we came home, I showed it to my mum and I showed it to my brother, which is cool because they don't get to be there. And you actually yeah. get to see those little bits of moving and yeah. and kind of making the baby real. And, he, and we got one But of the, other, the other part the that they side. do, yeah, just... They take some real sort of... Three, they did some 3D imaging... And that was fucked yeah, up. Yeah. She lo- it was Freddy Krueger. Yeah, the babies just don't look good in their 3D images. A melted face with a hole in the side of it. I don't know why he showed it to us or why he did it. It's disgusting. It had all of the ones up on the wall of all the other... Every baby <laughs> yeah. looked horrendous. It's like, don't put them up. Yeah. If you get, They need to like have some something in the software that... You know, gets the 3D image and then touches it up. Yeah. You know, and sort of smooths it over and takes out all that. It was like candle wax dripping yeah. off her face. And then there was just this hole in the left-hand side of her head. Yeah, which was just obviously <laughs> just where the, th- the, the, the thing was leaning. And it's obviously, yeah, it's just, yeah, they don't, it doesn't give you a nice image of your child. But we got that, he just printed that out and we've got that anyway. Yeah. 
just to got that in a, put in a frame. <laughs> Just to show her what you used to look like when you were little. When you used to look gross. (laughs) Um, But that was just part of the scans there because it was a private scan. Yes. Um, And there are things that they do at the clinic there. But it was, yeah, that was all good. And I felt really glad that we did that before we did the flight. Yeah. Um, Because I also phoned up uh, the Queen Charlotte's Hospital just to say that we were coming back and book in the 32-week scan that we didn't have in and book in an appointment with a doctor because we hadn't seen anyone and the plan was to see them when we came back and I thought since we were coming back early, it'd be good to lock that in. Um, So I managed to book in a doctor's appointment but they said they weren't doing the 32-week scans in the current environment Um, and they weren't doing 28-week scans either so I was lucky to have done that. so yeah, I did book in a doctor's appointment for when we came back. And the day before the appointment, I called up and it was in like it, calling the hospital. It went straight through to like a coronavirus announcement saying, you know, uh, if you if this, isn't, if this isn't urgent, please hang up now. If you've got an appointment, it's going to be a phone appointment unless your doctor has advised you. Otherwise, do not come into the hospital kind of an automated thing and I was like oh all right then so the next day was supposed to be the appointment but um I didn't get a phone call so then I called them back and got like there was a couple of different lines these phone numbers were just in the front of my blue folder I hadn't called any of them before sort of antenatal clinic and appointments and um when I did speak to someone she said oh no that's that's not right you should have come in yesterday but they managed to reschedule me for a a couple of days later which was perfect um and so I thought that was like so we're in lockdown right now at the situation in London is go shops once a week yes um you can go out of the house once a day for exercise or if you have kind of any particular appointments or if you need to work if you have a a essential job whatever they call them (laughs) Um, (laughs) like comedy and acting Um, so I was really looking forward to going to that appointment Uh, (laughs) and then we didn't get to go out of the house instead Um, but yeah then on the Monday the rescheduled one the doctor phoned me so I talked her through everything um, that we'd done in Australia like the gestational diabetes that I don't have that and that um, we had the scan and it was all good. And she confirmed that the 32-week scans aren't happening at the yeah. moment. So it's just going in for the 36 weeks, which is really, yeah. really close to the baby being born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go in for blood tests, though, probably tomorrow. Because I had some blood tests done in Melbourne with the gestational diabetes. But she also looked at my iron, which was a bit low. So I've been on iron supplements. Um, and she also said that my platelets were a bit low and my liver mark, there was a couple of liver markers that were high. Right. Now my platelets, I've had blood tests in the, before in the past the where my blood, like my white blood cells have gone kind of up and down and things like that. And because I had a cold, that might've been the reason. So yes. I'm going into the hospital to have some blood tests, which are routine at this point anyway, but cause I'd had a little cold, put it off for a few days. So probably tomorrow. Yeah. Going to go to the hospital for an outing <laughs> and see what it looks like down there in in coronavirus times I know. um but she also she kind of talked about she asked me about the birth and what we've been thinking of and i my number one preference is home birth yes we're back on the home birth. yeah would be nice number two is birth center and so i said to her that they were they were the two and i'd heard you could kind of suggest be in the system for both of them to be referred for both and she said yep that's true but then she said because of your age miss 40 year old yeah and also because we'd done IVF um that she would like to invite me in for an induction in week 39 now I've been reading lots of hippie books about birth and they're very um they're not into the idea of induction like the baby grows and is ready to give birth when it's time to give birth, yeah, which yeah. is generally around 40 weeks. Um, so I 
I am sort of of that mindset that I would prefer not to be induced. And yes. I know it can be a trauma, it can, can become a traumatic birth and things like that. And then she, I asked if we could kind of postpone that and do it sort of in week 40, yeah. 41 instead. And she's, you know, we're going to talk about it more. And when we have an, appo- an appointment in, at 36 weeks, that's when we can kind of lock things down. Yeah, yeah. But she also explained to me the reason why she'd like to do it then. And it had to do with stillbirth and how the chance of stillbirth goes up around that time, particularly when you're older. Like the, the chances, she said, is still like 1%. Yeah. Um, but the kind of within that 1%, there's a greater chance if you're older. Yes. And that freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not something you want to. It's not something you want to think about at all. No. Um. So, I kind of had a day going. Yuck! Like suddenly, suddenly I couldn't feel her kicking very much, and suddenly that was all happening now. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. just by considering that possibility. Um. But I've. I've I'm going to read a bit more about it and just see what's what. I. I have a feeling. I, Guys, I have a feeling it's all going to be just normal and fine anyway. <laughs> but I'd say, you know, I do think she's probably just laid it out there. So that's her job, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But I mean, obviously, you know, so they can probably they word it in certain ways. But I think she probably feels like, right, I have to give them this information. Yeah. At 36 weeks, I'm sure if you say, you know, like I'm that out, you know, if I had the option, I'd rather not do that. I'm sure she'll be fine. It's still a thing. You 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 have to consent to everything. Yes. And um, yeah, I've been I've been reading a bit about that and about kind of I've just finished reading a hypnobirthing book that a friend gave me, which was really good. There's a lot, you know, there's kind of the hypnobirthing exercises and breathing and relaxation, which I skimmed a little bit, and then she got r- right into um, into just more of the details about birth and about aspects of pregnancy that I didn't know and that I found really useful and that mostly forgotten already (laughs) but that I that I really liked reading um and so those those kind of things particularly around inducing birth and and things was was in there and that I learned more about that even though I can't remember it (laughs) and the exercises that you're supposed to do you're supposed to read things out to me I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading the book is next to the bed I put the book I put the book on your side of the yes it is on my list so you can so you currently can read reading it. the Celestine Prophecy, which mm-hmm. you brought back in yeah. your books collection, which I've never read. Yeah, which I think I've read, but then I don't know if I actually it's have fun. read it. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Can't face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a news vitamin, you know. You need... The Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts? Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, so yeah, that, that induction thing is definitely still in my head and kind of, and, and if that was the case, she's like, no, that's no home birth. That's no birth center. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's hospital. So 
Oh, no, oh that's that was it. Thanks, thanks everybody for being patient. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's about how how doctors are not obstetricians. Their involvement in birth is once things go wrong. Yes. Once things haven't gone smoothly. So what they see is once a birth gets to a need for intervention. Yeah. So they're not present at births that are normal and natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have no issues whatsoever. So the idea of induction, the idea of intervention is part of their is the, is their main experience yes. of birth. So that's why they're keen to suggest it and also Right. Which which is also and you know it, and it comes from a part of it comes from a point of view of safety, obviously, and they have to tell you the reasons why. Um, but it's still, and, and, and there's this tricky thing with once you hear you, you, your baby could be stillborn if you don't yeah, do yeah, this, yeah. that puts this, uh, semi pressure where you go, I, I'm not thinking about my, if I say no, yeah. then I'm putting my baby at that yeah, risk, yeah, 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 yeah. um, which in that hypnobirthing book, it sort of says that's that's not necessarily the case. Like that percentage is still low, remains the same. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So well, I suppose if it's a difference between half a percent. Yeah. You know, that is it's still half a percent against you. But it's that consideration of going, if I said no and then the baby was still born and that was because I said no to an induction. Yeah, of like, course. Like they probably can, they would still be able to do it. You just have a later induction, wouldn't you? Yeah. Unless. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's just, it suddenly just puts a little bit of uh, responsibility back on yeah you, yeah that? which is what which is what i feel like been taking throughout the whole like i feel like i've been responsible throughout yeah. the whole time but yeah those those kind of those kind of reality checks you go oh yeah yeah oh yuck um however i saw on the news yesterday in terms of coronavirus times um that at the moment there are no home births being available and no water births. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, we're, at the minute, I wouldn't expect that to be the case. Yeah. Just for, you can't, you know, the, the risk of... Well, I, I was thinking the opposite, though, because hospitals are not necessarily where you want people. No. So that they might be sending more people out to have births at Maybe, home. I suppose, I just presume that maternity wards and all that will be more sterile and things that they would be happy and comfortable doing, whereas your home, they might worry that, People have been coming and going. They don't know. They have. They can't monitor that, can they? Oh, uh, true. So, but I'm thinking, you know, we've still got two and a half months. Yeah. My f- thoughts are, I would hope in the <clears> next <throat> six weeks with this self-isolation and lockdown uh, policy that if everyone just behaves themselves, things will start, you know, by mid-June. Things, certain things will be back, like it running better than they currently are. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we, over the next yeah, I mean, that'll 11 episodes, uh, 12 yeah, episodes. I will rue saying that, Yeah, I'm sure. Well, we're still indoors. Yes. But we are allowed, to, like I said, we are allowed to go out for walks um, once a day, which I've been doing, going down to my local park, doing a little walk. And yesterday, I get this thing where, um, like, it's a little bit like a cramp, but not fully, but in, in sort of my belly where walking, you know, I know this is where you're supposed to have Braxton Hicks. Yes. That's what I just think about Tony Braxton. <laughs> I don't know what they're. We're just sort of like contractions, sort of yeah. preparation. I could, often when I start walking, like if we leave the house and we're walking at a bit of a pace, kind of the first that first sort of exercise of the day that's got a bit of pace to it, I'll def, I'll feel a little contraction. Yeah, that's um doesn't last for long and I mean I don't I don't know is that what a contract I don't know if that's what contraction feels like <laughs> I could feel a feeling in my tummy yeah and yesterday when I was walking it got to a point where I was like oh shit I have to go home this this hurts but then I kept walking <laughs> <laughs> and I turned I was going up I was starting to go up a slight hill but I turned around to come back <laughs> and then I didn't have it anymore so I kept walking and it was fine um and the other um thing I've been doing this week bits of admin my maternity pay my maternity allowance thing so filling out forms yes getting you to self-employed maternity pay is Mm. what you're currently Mm. uh, applying for which is interesting because at this time there's um because i phoned up hmrc which is the tax office here um because there's in order to receive 
um, kind of the standard amount of maternity allowance from the government, which I think is 145 pounds a week. Um, the kind of the the other if you if you're not eligible for that, then you get 30 pounds a week. Well, that's a real drop. Which is just like there. a little yeah, a little bit of pocket money. <laughs> um, with 145, you have to have done national insurance class two contributions. So in the UK, you have a national insurance number which allows you to work here, right? That's what it is. And then um, if you're self-employed, you contribute to national insurance out of your payments if you you make a certain amount of money, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I'd called up to find out about that because if you haven't made... 13 of these contributions which turn out just to be three pounds a week yeah they're not it's not much so if you haven't made a contribution of 39 pounds yeah. in the past 66 weeks then you just go down to this 30 pounds a week um but the nice man i spoke to said to just fill out the forms send them in and then they'll get back to me and tell me what i need to pay what yeah. else i need to do um so so yeah i've been doing that and trying to find pay slips for different jobs that I've done and I've got lots of numbers and charts that I've been showing Carl and going help what do I what do I do with this bit because there is that that slight difference in the tax systems you know I'm, I'm more used to the Australian yeah, tax yeah, system yeah. than I am over here but um I think we sorted out and I think I can send them in I've also got to get my mat it's called a mat b1 form which I think just is proof that you're having a baby when you say you are oh. that I have to get from the doctor or midwife around this time so when i get blood tests i've yes. got to pick that up because you need that with all your stuff when you send it in so i've been doing that admin which is really fun had loads of time for admin yeah but it takes me it's, it, i mean it's taking me ages even though there's nothing else to do <laughs> um and i don't know what else it's just going to be you and me talking to each other for the next... I know. <laughs> We've literally spent the last week locked in the house together just talking. And <laughs> yeah. And then- I suppose, but actually, this is... Because uh, this podcast has charted your pregnancy and, you know, a, a lot's been changing and moving. I actually do think you're at the part of pregnancy now where it all it's almost just now just waiting for to get to the real business end. Yeah. Yeah, this third trimester. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah, I'm in the third trimester. So I think you know, we've some people say you start getting tired again, but other a lot of people just say this. Yeah, this bit is, you know, what you're doing now. You're not getting loads of tests or anything. You're out of that little sort of period. Yeah. So this bit is the bit where it's almost like each week is like, what what do we do? Just yeah. Wait. But I guess there's also, you know, there's the other things we've started thinking about and talking about. Well, like we're back on Pram Watch. That's one thing <laughs> yes. we have with our free time this week. Uh, yeah, I you caught me. Yeah. I hadn't looked at them in a while, and uh, you caught me one night just looking at prams. Yeah. Online, and then you went on a pram session. Yeah. Basically, I had to drag you off the sofa to go to bed. Yeah, you? but that's when we'd been going. We'd been going to bed at nine o'clock every night. And that, <laughs> I managed to stay awake till 11.30 that night because I, I was looking at the brands. unbelievable. Looking at different bundles, looking at the scores and but the you've ratings. Now, you've now mm-hmm. gone back to the, the, the... Originally, it was a sort of novelty choice. I bought the vintage pram. Mm-hmm. Massive Marmet 60s, beautiful pram. That was just going to be our, oh, just, this is going down the park pram. But now you have sort of come around to the fact that's going to be our everyday pram. Yeah. It might be because we are only allowed to go down the park at the moment. Yeah, yeah but that will change, I would I would hope. <laughs> but I have no visions of going anywhere else. <laughs> or, or desire. Yeah, yeah my, the scope of my world has really come like crashing in. Um, so yeah, so long as I can go to the park and come home, it's all good. Yeah, exactly, that'll do us. But yeah, just reading about some of these, some of the other prams and the newer ones, like these old guys are... Are, are good stuff oh they're the best there's things like um because they're higher off the ground it means they're away from the car fumes yeah that babies are very comfortable like it's might much more like being in the bed in their cot yeah. the, the kind of size of it they're very comfortable in there and lying the down suspension the on suspension it is incredible like apparently, it's... apparently they're fine in snow people can Oh, pushing snow. it like you can feel the weight of it, and the, the suspension is like it's like an old vintage bike. You know, the suspension looks like it's going to be rickety and bad. Yeah. But actually, you know, because the bikes are so heavy, the suspension has to be amazing because it has to take that weight of the like wrought iron. Yeah. So that marmot, you push it around, it is 
it's yeah it's got a lovely suspension sort of weight movement to it yeah they say one of the i mean one of the problems is in smaller shops trying to go down the aisles oh, like yeah. we wouldn't fit down in sahar in our greengrocers uh, no no not nowhere near wouldn't be able to i wouldn't even really want to take it in tesco's it could fit in there though well, it could but you've got to think about the fact that there are other shoppers there as well. yeah but if people have got trolleys it's pretty much a similar size what a pulley trolley no, it's a, oh, a shopping, a shopping trolley. trolley, yes. Which I don't think we have them at our Tesco's. No, there's no, no. that's what I mean. It's not, I don't think that pram is going in Tesco's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now, that we use our 13 pound pram. Yeah. And we get a, ca- a baby carrier, which yep. I thought, which we were going to get anyway. Yes. And see how we go with that. And a car if seat. Yeah. If it's fucked, then we'll buy a pram. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buy a modern one. Well, that's it. It's like, yeah, I'm quite. Now, I was I was all for getting a big, you know, bundle. bundle. <laughs> I looked at some really nice Casato ones, and yeah. like, I started looking at all the cool ones. And now, yeah, now I've sort of uh, slightly come round to like, let's just see how we get on. Yeah, and it's supposed to be as well. Then when they get older, they really like sitting up in it. Yeah, they can sit up in there. It's so high. If they sit up in it, they're staring you straight in the eye. <laughs> eye, eye contact. <laughs> And I'm obsessed, like, I'm obsessed with the parent-facing pram thing, the push chairs. So uh, anyone who hasn't done their research and doesn't know, um, (laughs) with the push chairs, you either have world-facing or parent-facing. So world-facing is really, I guess, more common at the moment that babies get to look out and see what's around them. Um, Whereas parent-facing means they're looking at you and can be much more... It helps their development with language and with emotional uh, stuff and communication because they're communicating with you Yeah. and you talk to them while you go and it kind of advances that kind of development. But there's quite a lot of prams that are world-facing and parent-facing that you can switch them around. So if we do get one of them or we get a bundle, it's got to be, it's got to be both. Yeah. Can't just be world-facing, which is the the yo-yo babies in. Which are the really nice yeah. ones you can take on planes and stuff. Not that we're going on any planes. <laughs> Never, <laughs> planes exist anymore. <laughs> all the planes are still. <laughs> all the planes are statues right now. Um, they they're only world facing. That's the downside of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing I've been looking up is about setting up the house, which is one of the things. So when we came, when we were due to come back from Australia, then it was like. Six weeks until the baby was due. So that was kind of a nice amount of time to just yeah, yeah. get start getting slowly sorted at home, start setting up a nursery area and start buying more stuff and preparing properly for the baby. So now we're, you know, we've got more weeks yeah. of doing that. And our plan initially was that we were going to move rooms in our house. Yes. Because um, our housemate and slash landlord um doesn't live here right now he's well, in, no, yeah he's currently he's in, in japan zen monastery so we we're going to move into his bigger room yeah. with the baby and then i've i've had a little bit of a change of plan on that which is because our room is quieter it's, and cozier yeah, yeah, i mean yeah I, I sort of i agree but now i started flipping okay today is oh, i'm flipping back the God. other <laughs> why the other way because it's good because babies are quite good at sleeping with noise and potentially if it's too quiet then they're not good at sleeping in noisy environments. Right. So it can be better to get them used to noisier spaces. So yeah, I started... But then we have to get used to noisier Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. We should try sleeping in there one night and see how we go. See how we go. Because if we don't like it, then that's decided. All right, yeah. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I've decided. (laughs) You don't even know. Uh, We'll feel like we're at someone's house. I don't like it. We'll feel like we're at someone else's yeah, house, though, if we don't sleep in our room. Oh, it'd be so weird. I, in, I've, I've lived here for seven years. <laughs> I've never once slept in that bedroom. Why would you? Yeah. That be would cre- be weird. It'd <laughs> yeah. be creepy. Yeah. If you, that would be weirder if you told me you have slept in that bedroom. Yes. But you haven't. No. No, so that's that's all good. Oh, we did try and watch... We watched a Netflix Babies. Another episode of Babies, yeah. didn't we? Not really, I'm not really into no. it. I like the BBC one much more. Yeah, this one's a bit too. I don't know. Yeah, I just I like the BBC one was good fun and you know, 
I just one I was a bit too. Um, I don't even know. Was it BBC or was it Channel Four? What was the one that had the couples? The baby has landed. Oh, that one. I really like that one. Yeah. That was the most fun one I've watched. Yeah. This Netflix one is a bit too sciencey for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I've, I've I'm on to another book after my hypnobirthing one, um, which first one I started reading was. Baby and Child, I think, which is, again, another one my mum gave me from the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Which there seemed to be some good stuff in there and then there was some stuff that's definitely dated. But I flipped over to another one that a friend of ours gave us in Australia called Baby Love, which is a similar thing to this one that my mum gave me. It's quite a fat book that has a lot of um, – covers a long kind of time in and, and things that you might get um, – encounter things that you might encounter throughout once the baby's born like different if they get sick or different things that might happen whether they cry too much blah 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 yeah. and gives you all those kind of um solutions or help with what the problem might be but i've been reading quite a bit about breastfeeding at the moment yeah and what are they called I'm going to say self-milking, but I don't know if that's... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. I showed you that little um, picture last night. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> it was a little sort of sketch of yeah. a woman squeezing milk out of her boots. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Just before bedtime as well, you showed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. It's, a, it's such a funny little sketch, <laughs> just with a boob, and, and then she's like squeezing it, and there's like three drops Ugh. just coming out of the boob. Um <clears throat> But I've been been trying to visualise how that all works, which is supposed to be good in terms of breastfeeding. And when Laura told me to scout, did she say that on the podcast the other week? To scour your boobs, yeah. Did she say it on the podcast? I'm pretty sure she did. Or did she forget to say it and tell us afterwards? Laura, who we spoke to two two weeks ago, told me to start scouring my nipples with a, a kitchen scourer. And I did it once in Melbourne and I think... I did it hard there. I definitely made a little bit of blood come out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but since we've been back, I've got like a kind of, I've got a natural scourer for the bath, which is made of twigs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's supposed to be an exfoliator, but it's made of twigs and it feels fucked. But I decided to give that a go on my nipples. I've been doing that. Yeah. But then in this book, this baby love book, it said not to do things to your nipples. That you should just let them let them oh, be because it's about it's about teaching the baby how to um, how to if they if if they attach properly or whatever then you don't need to scour them. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but um, I'm scouring, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Am I? Yes, I have. I've scoured my nipples. <sighs> Who knew? <And> on that note. <laughs> <laughs> If, if anyone out there wants to um, get involved, scour your own nipples, give it a go. Give it a go. It's a tip. It's a tip we've received. Yes. And Or if you've received that tip and you um, think it's a good idea to reassure me, like when the good doctors, <laughs> when the nice doctors are reassuring, tell me. And if you're one of the bad doctors <laughs> who says it's a bad thing, <laughs> tell me that as well and I'll... <laughs> Um, I'll feel sad and then stop doing it and then start doing it again when someone says it's good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do get in touch. We've had a few people messaging us, which has been really nice. Um, I am today getting on the social medias and starting to share some stuff because I've been very slack with that. So thank you for finding us, even though there isn't that much information yeah. out there about what we're doing because yeah, yeah, yeah. we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those is at Cheggers pod. And you can write to us at Cheggers at gmail.com. If you do want to get in touch directly. Um, Carl, is there any other thoughts that you've got about? It's not really. Not. No, this week I've just been mainly thinking about right prams. So prams. I'm on, the, I'm on the pram. Yeah. I'm reading different books now. I'm having a break from baby books. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm getting into the admin side of it. Yeah. But he's also been very busy doing all a million other podcasts <laughs> without me. Yeah. Seeing as stand-up comedy is somewhat ground to a halt. Yeah. I'm currently filling my days doing other bits and bobs. Yeah. So for Carl right now, you can find him on Twitch doing um, <laughs> cooking classes. That's cooking, like cooking stuff. The first one was a disaster. Today's was, was fine. Today's was fine. 
some yummy vegan food. So that's he's Carl Donnelly on Twitch for that. There's a comedian called Carl Drinking Coffee. That's my little solo podcast. Yeah. Then there's two vegan idiots with Julian Dean. Yes. Which they're putting up some funny little funny little things. Yeah. Had a little reuniting podcast with Chris Martin for uh, the yeah. Carl and Chris podcast that this was week. Nice. Old time's sake. So I had to get back back in the picture and make sure this one got recorded. (laughs) (laughs) I've managed to squeeze you into my busy schedule. Yeah. (laughs) My busy lockdown schedule. Although obviously he's not thinking about the pregnancy or the baby very much right now. (laughs) So that will be this week's project is to get him back on, back on board, back on baby board. And he's going to have lots of things to share next week. (laughs) Well, we probably won't have a guest. We might. He's working out how to do zoom things and stuff like that i think we could you know yeah i think i've cracked the uh, tech yeah but you know or it might just be the two of us okay and massive janet so (laughs) thanks for listening we're back hope everyone's okay um in quarantine or self-isolation or out of it if that's where we are right now when you're listening thank you Uh, we'll speak to you soon bye Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, Dave, were you yawning at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Ruler Threes, your Brian and Rogers, your musicals, your bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.